0: to Finding Calm in the Chaos. I am Denise and this is my podcast. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another edition of Finding Calm in the Chaos. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Oh my gosh, people survive the holidays now we just have to get through the new year which is just around the corner uh we're going to talk for about a few things today um i am going to just because some people have asked me to do so in the past uh i am going to issue a little trigger warning (laughs) because uh, that's where we're going, and I'm also going to warn you, I don't have any sponsors until the first of the year, maybe. I'm not even sure. I'm still working it out with Podbean. Um, uh, I uh, There's most likely going to be cussing on this, because it's like therapy to me. Um, so, I hope you guys all had an amazing Christmas, and what do we see on Christmas? I wanted to do this podcast today. And I called it Last Christmas for a few reasons. We're going to discuss that throughout the time here together. But I wanted to just let everybody know that, you know, everyone sees on social media all the two to three to ten second spots of happiness in the holidays. But um, a large percentage of it is chaotic. And that's with any family. Okay. But when you add in dysfunction. (laughs) There's always one. Um, It can really be cataclysmic. Okay, (laughs) That's the only word I can think of to describe my Christmas Eve. So I want you guys all to know that I'm completely okay with all of this. I'm not okay with the behaviors, but I'm okay that this transpired um, in my home and to me, and to my husband, and as you will see, to my son, but I really went into this holiday as my last Christmas, <laughs> not celebrating, because I'm going to celebrate Christmas every freaking year, because I love it, and in my family, we are celebrating that the season is is about Jesus, and you might think it's about something else, and that's totally okay, but we celebrate Christmas to bring in the birth of Jesus. I don't want to hear about dates. I don't care about that. That's what I do. So, if you do something else, you do you, boo, right? That's how we're operating. So, now, first, let me just describe. I, like many, many other women, I, we go all in for Christmas, okay? So, for Christmas Eve is everything to me, I just want people to be able to eat and relax. And I love gifting. I love seeing people's faces when they open presents. It's just so heartwarming to me and fulfilling to give joy to other people. And I mean, or at least bring a smile to their face. And I'm sure that some of you can um, just relate to that. that. That that's kind of what Christmas is. That you give with the feeling of not getting in return, you know, that there is that possibility because not everybody can, I'm not asking everybody to return what I spe- spend into Christmas, but um, there over the accumulation of the years of me doing Christmas, uh, we always celebrate on Christmas Eve, but I'm just going to refer to it as Christmas, um, is, is really kind of been cataclysmic, Okay. <laughs> And I just decided with Mr. Sith prior to this Christmas, it was pretty much after our European trip this summer, um, this last summer, that we decided that we were going to, instead of having me feel let down every year, and in some instances, Mr. Sith as well, because I feel he was let down this year as well, um, that we would spend these, our money, not on other people to try to kind of like... I feel like I, sh- I can continue to buy for family. But at this point, I also need... I would prefer to make memories with my family. And see things. And enjoy stuff. And travel. And even entertaining like friend Christmases. What are they? friend misses? Is that what they call them? I don't know. But I'm, I'm going to call them friend misses. Um But I just... I just can't do it with my family anymore. And so I went into this and you're going to get a, just a little inkling of why <laughs> over the duration of this podcast today, <laughs> guys, I have to laugh and I know some of you are going to be horrified by this. But I'm really kind of just getting, um, giving you the, the meat and potatoes of this. I'm not going into side dishes, okay? Because there was a lot of little intricate things that went on and some of them really traumatic and we're not even going to talk about that part. We're just going to go into like the nitty gritty to get the story across. So the fact that even more happened and I'm not discussing it is probably going to be like, what the hell, Denise? What else possibly could have fucking happened? Oh, people! So here we go. uh let's start with that. I did start Christmas late this year. I'm usually done shopping by Thanksgiving, and everything's ready to be wrapped and put under the tree that we put up the day after Thanksgiving. So I did get all my Christmas stuff up decoration wise the day after Thanksgiving, but um, I didn't start shopping until December. I did that, I think, because I was trying to shop small. And stay away from Amazon and the big box stores, which I did about 85% of my shopping was small business. So I'm pretty proud of myself there. I did what I could, right? So I did a lot of small shopping, business shopping. If you can do that, that's great. If you can't, that's okay too, okay? Because there's some stuff I couldn't get that was only available by Amazon. So I had to order stuff through there. That said, um, so I did a lot of prepping on everything. Um, I also usually have an extensive menu. I see who's coming. This year, the guest list is always sketchy because my sister's family comes with a lot of kids, a lot of boyfriends, a lot of drama, and sometimes random people I don't even know we've put a stop to that primarily in the last couple of years. We've been really good with that. I would say, I would say maybe for the last five years, she's been pretty good with that. Once in a while, they'll ask if they can bring somebody. And I remind them that we're just my, you know, me slaving for 10 days, like and an entire month, making the perfect Christmas Eve for everybody doesn't involve you inviting some random stranger, but I know them, you know them, but I don't. And so we're over that part of it. Okay. And that happens quite often. That said, uh we narrowed down the list. Now I'm going to share some things here on you that um, they're not a secret. I'm not doing it to shame anybody, but there are some details that I have to give. And if she listens to the podcast or anybody else, which again, I don't think anybody does. So I think I'll be good. Um, nothing is a lie. I'm just stating a fact. Okay. Not exaggerating the point. It is what it is. So Um, this year we were supposed to have my immediate family, Mr. Siff and Peter, my parents, the parentals who live here, right? They're coming. My parents, Carl's mother, who we'll refer to as Babka. Um, so Mr. Siff's mom, Babka. Uh, and then my sister, her three children, she has four, but, um, one isn't allowed in my house from a previous drama that we talked about last year. Um, so uh, three are coming one with a boyfriend who's a pretty routine boyfriend. So we, he's been here before he's allowed to come. Okay. So he's part of the family now, um, with, and there was a stipulation with that. Um, his job, uh, may have called him on call. He may have been called out to do something, which he was, and that's totally okay. That was expected and planned ahead of time. Uh, however, uh, things changed a little bit this year because um, my sister's baby daddy, okay, um, is is out of prison. I'm, I'm not going to go into details, okay? Let's, we're sticking to the story at hand. He's out of prison. Nobody in my family really respects him or appreciates him based on um, his lack of a relationship with his children, his attitude in the past, and my, how he has treated my sister over the years. But... I believe that if I'm going to tell people that you should lead with kindness and everybody deserves a new beginning, I am walking my talk. And so I told my parentals that I was going to tell my sister that to release drama from the home, he could be invited. I even got him a gift and that... If he acted like a fool or did something stupid, then he just wouldn't be invited anymore. But it didn't matter because this was our last Christmas that we were hosting the family. We're not hosting anybody again. We're doing our own stuff. So I don't think anybody really gets the gravity of that yet, but it's not my problem to understand. I've stated it numerous times. So the parentals were a little like, at first, like, are And I'm like, well, then stay upstairs in your room or go out to eat. I'm not doing this. It's the end of the subject. It's my house. So we got that under the belt, right? So that's done. Um, so we have basically me, Mr. Sif, Peter, Babka, my parents, grandma and grandpa. We have my sister, her baby daddy, three children, and a boyfriend that may or may not come, depending on work. So we have 12 people, right? We've got a dozen people coming. That's a lot of people to feed, right? So... I decided, you know, I'm plant based, so I'm trying to go around having like a big ass roast, a prime rib roast like I usually make. And so I'm like, okay, uh, you know, food is not cheap right now. And I am very particular about the quality of the food that I buy, just because I don't consume, you guys know, I don't do synthetics. I try not to do GMOs. I try to keep them at a minimum, okay, with what I'm consuming. So, A lot of my stuff is imported and whatnot, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Let's just put it this way. It's a pricey grocery tag, okay? Groceries are pricey right now anyway. Mine are just a little extra pricier, okay? And I'm okay with that, right? I'm not complaining. It is what it is, okay? Um, My issue is that I don't believe that anybody who attends my Christmases in the past, my hosting of Christmases, really understands the time, the effort, and the money that I put into this. Because I bought gifts for everybody, multiple gifts. Everybody had a budget this year, so everybody got spent the same. But, you know, you might have had more or less. I don't care if they're older girls now. They either get it or they don't. Not my problem. So, uh, except for Mr. Sith and Pete, I bought like crazy for them. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> I can't help myself. So, um, that is the deal with that. So, I wound up doing like a charcuterie um, I planned out a charcuterie board that I was going to make, uh, some baked brie, two different kinds of baked brie, a bunch of different crackers. That alone, if you've never went and just bought any kind of brie, brie right now is like literally $18 a wheel, the big wheel, not the little wheel. So, I mean, I did two of them. So just to give you an idea, I also bought a ham that I got at Costco and manicotti because I thought it would be like the lesser of two evils. I could feed a lot of people. Um, it's not super heavy for me, but if I wanted a little of the ham, I could have like a slice of ham and that wouldn't be like crazy meat and then make me ill all night. So I, I did a whole restaurant tray. So that means like 24 manicottis. I did the ham. I was going to get that ready. I did sides of, uh, rainbow carrots, organic rainbow carrots, green beans. I made like four pounds of green beans. Uh, grandma made potato salad because it was requested by Mr. Sith. Um, deviled eggs, which was always requested by grandpa. And, uh, my sister always likes my kale salad with red onion, beet, and goat cheese. So I got all of that purchased ahead of time. Now, I will add that I do know that it's quite common for people to come to your house, families, and split the grocery bill. That never happens in my fucking house okay I don't ask for it okay which is why I spend freely I'm not asking for it back but it's never even offered so grandma offered to pay for some of the holiday this Christmas dinner but I think after the actual day itself we've just I'm not getting anything from anybody and I really don't want anything because honestly again Last Christmas for a reason. Um, So I went into this with the mindset of last Christmas. So the 20, so 24th, 23rd, twenty second, the 22nd, we get a call from Babka. I always host Christmas Eve. It's just what it is. I never stray from it. Christmas is my day to relax. There have been days in the past, okay, years, I should say, that Babka has showed up on Christmas Day. And um, I'm going to be honest with you, I fucking hate it. I fucking despise it because it is my day to relax. Because just think how hard it is as a mom to put together Christmas, wrapping, uh, buying the lists, budgets, groceries, prep, -prep, pre-prep, post-prep, wrapping, putting them under the tree fucking elf on a shelf, okay? Plus your time, okay? Plus your time. All, cleaning the house. I got a fucking Newfoundland, okay? I cannot mop this floor until like literally midnight on the 23rd, so it looks semi-decent when people walk in on the 24th. It is what it is. If you know, you know, if you have a big dog or a dog who slobbers. So, you know, these are all things and I got a little help with the cleaning, um, from grandma and grandpa the day before to kind of do like a pre-wash on the, yes, we have to do a pre-wash on the wash of the floor. So they did the pre-wash, Mr. Sith did the wash and then I did the almond oil finish. Okay. So, but all that's going on. Okay. Plus this fucking elf on the shelf, right? So you're doing all of that. Plus I'm like, it's just life, right? Plus life, okay? And I I just kept saying to myself, last Christmas, so you guys know I was reading in my devotional group. I signed up on Uversion to do the, the book of Luke with a group of people. There were like 60 of us in there, like over 60. So that is the first time I've ever read the book of Luke, Luke which follows the life of Jesus, right? So um, that really got me through a lot of this temperament-wise. It helped keep me focused on the task at hand to help not trigger all of that. I was doing fabulous. I do eventually, um, I did eventually have a few people like my parents can't help themselves. They're straight out gaslighters. Most people in my life in my family are, but, um, They would say stuff like I would get upset about something that I said six times to Mr. Sith. So I'd get a little harsh in my response to him. And they'd be like, you know, you know, you really shouldn't, if you want, if you had a better attitude, you know what? How about you just shut your fucking mouth and stay out of my business? Sometimes you need to, I understand they're my parents, but, um, you need to like stay in your fucking lane when you're living in my house. I am 54 years old. I'm a grown woman. I've been married for 13 years. My husband and I are tight. We're fucking solid. Okay. We're working out our shit. I don't need to know anybody else's fucking like participation in my marriage. It is nobody else's business. Period. And I will not flex or relax on that at all. And no one should. So we did all that. Twenty-first, right? twenty-second, whatever. So it's two days before Christmas Eve. We get a call from Bobka. Bobka's on speaker phone with Mr. Sith and Grandpa and Grandma and Peter. And they're all chit-chatting. I can't speak to her on the phone because I cannot hear her. Okay, so she talks in a way that, number one, I have no hearing in one ear. So the tone that she speaks, and she's a mumbler like my husband. (laughs) I guess that apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Sorry, Mr. Sif. But I can hear a fucking word, she says. So I cannot have a conversation with her unless I'm staring at her face so I could read her lips. Um. She says, okay, I see you, you know, on Christmas day. And I'm looking at my husband and I'm like, wait, I'm sorry. Am I fucking like, is there something wrong with my ears or even more so? Or did she just say she was coming on Christmas Eve or Christmas day? Which day? Cause it's Christmas Eve. I host Christmas Eve. I'm not hosting any other days. Like that's a boundary. I am not fucking playing this year. Like, please no, call her back and tell her it's Christmas Eve. So he said he would take care of it. Well, my mom kind of knew that Mr. Sith wouldn't. He has trouble with his family as well. So there's some dysfunction on over there and that's not my business. That's his. But anyway, um, we didn't think he'd call her. I don't know if he ever did, I'll be honest with you, because my mom told my sister and she called her and was like, hey, we'll see you on Christmas Eve. No, not on Christmas Day. She never hosts Christmas Day. That's her day. She's usually tired and sore. And I'm like, well, amen to that, right? Thanks for that. Sis got my back, right? So we that's what happened there, okay? So then we got a call that morning, the morning before Christmas Eve, right? So the 23rd. We get a call from Bobka that uh, she's having car trouble. So we're going to have to come pick her up. Now, let me explain this, people. She lives an hour away from us. Okay? So if we pick her up, she wanted to be picked up at 9 o'clock in the morning. So that means that Mr. Sith would have to leave at 8 o'clock, which means he would have to get up early. Okay, so he's going to get up at 7 on Christmas Eve. Mind you, he's got the week, you know, he had days off, but he, he's not working. So he'd like to sleep in. He gets up at 4 o'clock every day in the morning. So he's going to have to get up at 7 o'clock on a day off to leave at 8 to pick her up at 9 to get back here at 10. Okay. I mean, I guess it's not horrible, but I mean, how about a fucking Uber. Or how about, you know, you plan for that shit. I don't know. For me, I feel like you should always have enough money for at least a fucking Uber anywhere. I don't know. If you're a grown-ass adult, okay, I've been there. I get it, being broke, doing all that. I We're very fortunate we don't have that issue now. But uh, it's just frustrating because she has no problem getting anywhere she needs to get. But when it comes to my house, there's a problem now. Again, I said, last Christmas, oh, well, she comes, she comes. If she don't, she don't. There's one. Bye. Okay. So now I'm thinking, shit, if you want to pick her up, you got to pick her up. I'm not going to tell her not to pick her up. I'm just saying, I think that's kind of rude that we host an entire fucking holiday, gift people big shit, you know, uh, feed you great shit. And then um, we need to fucking drive you as well and be your chauffeur. I just think it's ignorant, but eh, that's me. So then that evening. So the evening of the 23rd, all this shit, everybody's supposed to show up the next day. I find out that the boyfriend cannot come because of his work situation. And I was like, that's cool. We already like factored that into the equation. No problem. Right. We're good. I'll pack him a plate. We'll be good to go. Right. Then my mom tells me, okay, grandma says, well, uh, what time does Carl want to leave? Here's me. Wait, what? My, then she proceeds to tell me. Now, I've had multiple conversations with my sister. She's not mentioned this once to me. My sister's car's not working. So I have her, the baby daddy, and three daughters to pick up. My mom's got a, just a regular car. So they don't all fit in the car. Where are you going to put all those people in a car. So they need two cars. They need my husband to drive. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Nobody told me that car. So now I feel like shit. Cause I'm like, oh my God, now fucking, Oh, wait a minute. How is this working so far? So now I'm like, let me get this right. Now we're going to, we're going to pick her up at 11. She says, so I'm like, okay, wait, so let me get this right. So my husband paid for everybody's food appetizers, the decoration, we put our time decorating the house. If y'all decorate like I do, you know how much work it is. I prepped it all. We shopped for them. We got them gifts. We fed them. We're, we're, we're also giving them the huge dessert table as well. And now he's, he's driving everybody to come here. What the actual fuck? Not, Hey, we could take an Uber Not, hey, let's take the fucking train. Can you pick us up from the station? Now, mind you, they did try the bus, but the bus and the train out here this way. It runs in the city by Chicago, but it doesn't come out to the suburbs, apparently, the line that they would have needed to take. So I'll give them that. Okay, they did bring that up, but not until we had to be like, I'm sorry, let's go over this again. So now Mr. Sith is going to get up at 7 o'clock to leave at 8 o'clock to pick up Babka at 9 o'clock to come home and drop her off here at my house at 10, which and then he will then leave with my mother in her car and him in my car to travel to my sister's house. So from uh, uh, 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, they'll pick up my sister, and then from 11 o'clock to noon, he'll make it back here. So from 7 o'clock in the morning to 8 o'clock, he's got to get up early, but from 8 o'clock until noon on Christmas Eve, Mr. Siv who is the financier of this entire holiday for everyone, has to fucking Uber everybody. Um, no. Are you fucking kidding me right now? So I didn't want to trigger because it was really pissing me off. And I just kept saying, last Christmas, last Christmas, hand it off to Jesus. It's not worth the trigger. Hand it off to God. Hand it off to Jesus. Hand it off to the Holy Spirit. I ain't even playing with none of this right now. I cannot. It is the last Christmas. Now, very next day, this is what happens. Now we're talking, we're Christmas Eve morning. I am pulling stuff out. I make a ham in a crock pot. I'm pulling that stuff out. I got the crock pot out. I got all the toppings out. I got the manicotti out ready to put, you know, because you got to have it at room temperature. I have sat down all morning and I've made a charcuterie tray for a, a dozen people or more. Um... I have like three three cakes and a thing of cookies for dessert, for my dessert table, for a dozen plus people. Uh, I've got, you know, four, four pounds of cream beans, you know, a kale salad for my sister, you know, all of this stuff, right? It has been tailored to everybody's need. I bought shrimp for my niece, Natalia, because she likes shrimp. Um, okay, cool, right? That's what I'm doing. The morning of Christmas Eve, Babka calls. She has a quote unquote, I'm air quoting right now, fever. Here's me. I looked at my husband. I said, I'm not even going to do this. Congratulations. You don't have to pick her up. There's prayer answered number one. It's our last Christmas. And I just walked away. Like I was really trying to drive it home in my head. I'm like, I'm doing this, Denise. Do not get upset about this. But it's the principle. Do you know what I mean? The very principle. And it's something that they lack they lack the respect of the time and the money and the effort that is put forth to host these holidays that they just really don't give a shit about so if they don't give a shit why do i keep hosting them people well i'm not cuz it's my last christmas i was <laughs> like yes you're making the right decision. It's like everything that started happening were like dominoes, but a good domino effect because every domino that fell solidified how I was questioning whether or not I was being selfish for not wanting to host the holiday again, for them at least. You know what I'm saying? So I wind up just letting it go, right? So I'm like, okay, well, that's just one person. I'm just going to start cooking. So getting uh, the charcuterie tray together. And then we get the infamous call from my sister. Who in full form is having a full-fledged anxiety, hissy fit, slash mental breakdown call. Because she hates everyone in her house. We're not even going to talk about her life. She's had a rough life. A lot of the roughness has been of her own demise and her own cause. So... You know, when you've repeatedly made the same mistakes over and over, I can understand how after a while you get a little crazy. Because at that point, I'd be wondering, why do I keep making these same fucking mistakes and expecting miracle from shits that I caused? However, we'll we'll save that for another podcast. Not my story to tell, actually. She's flipping out. Now she's not coming. So here's me. Wait. So I'm down the boyfriend, which we knew, so we're going to discount him we're down babka. So that's two adults that eat. What do you mean you're not fucking coming? Like what? What? Oh, I can't, you know, I can't be by these people right now. They're making me crazy. I don't feel good. I don't, whatever. She's breaking out in her hives because, you know, she's having a reaction to her fucking anxiety attack. And, and I'm just like, she, and, and then she sneaks in, you could just pick up the baby daddy and the girls. Now she called him by name, but I'm going to respect him and, and not say his name. Okay. Cause it's a very unique name. And here's me. Wait, what did she just say? Like, I literally was like in the throes of trying to be like calm and just be like last Christmas, let it go. Denise. <laughs> like, thank you for press blessing. I feel like these are all been blessings have been put on my lap, um, in the long run. And I was like, wait a minute. What? Uh, I'm sorry. And, and so my mom is like looking at me like, ask her, ask her, because there's something that we were discussing. So obviously he just got out of prison. He's on probation or whatever they call it. I don't even know. Uh, Whatever it is, parole. I don't know, but probably parole. Um, and he has to be home at 6 PM at his registered address. So here's me. Okay. Question. Who? Is he taking an Uber home? First off, the fact that you even asked me to host him when we only agreed to host him because of you. And now you don't want to be here, but you want me to host the person that nobody likes here. Ah, that's a negative. Negativo. Ding, ding. Not going to happen. You have, you know, you lose. Not going to happen. But, but you're also like, he's going to take an Uber, right? Let's just say he did come. He'd be taking an Uber home. Let's just say you were coming. He's taking an Uber home when he needs to leave at five o'clock, correct? And she didn't say anything. I go, so let me let me get this right. So you were expecting either, and first off, it's dark then. And I don't know about you guys, but I cannot fucking drive at night anymore. I don't know if it's hitting 50 or what the fuck is going on. but Or maybe it's just like the lights on cars now. I have trouble driving at night. It takes like fucking work, okay? It's strenuous. And so I don't like to drive at night. My husband, he, he's younger, so he, he said he would drive at night. My, I don't like my mom to drive at night. She doesn't like to drive at night. My father doesn't drive anymore. So I'm like, who were you expecting us to like get up at 5 o'clock in the middle of dinner to drive him home to come back at 7 to then drive you guys home later and come back? And here I'm thinking, wait a minute, she didn't answer me, which is a fucking yes. Okay. Which means let's recap it people that these people expected my husband to be, to throw them an entire fund, an entire right holiday. He is the financier. Okay. So he financed a whole holiday and then they wanted him. Let's start with Babka to leave at eight o'clock from my house. They all live an hour away. So from eight to nine, nine to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, just to pick up everybody that would come to my house. Okay. That's five hours in the car. So he would be home by noon. Okay. And then they would eat food. We usually eat about four. Okay. On the holidays because we have dessert. So we'd eat at four, but we also play games and stuff. So he would then after he ate, immediately have to drive somebody he doesn't know and has never met (laughs) because he's never met him. Okay. So he would have to drive him home so that he hits his parole time and we don't even like him. Okay. And then come back. So that's another two hours. Now it's seven hours in the car and then drive my sister and her kids home. And that's another two hours. So that's Somehow these people felt completely comfortable and thought it was okay that it would be your host of where you are. The person paying for your fucking holiday would be in the car for nine fucking hours on his holiday last Christmas. That's all I kept saying like, wow, these are like fucking signs from God. They are signs literally from God that we are making the right decision, that these people don't deserve a holiday with us. I am not saying I don't love my family. I'm saying that they don't deserve to have the holiday that my heart gives or my husband's heart gives or his fucking wallet. They don't deserve it. Now, if that isn't crazy fucking enough people, okay? Okay then you need to pause this now because we don't have advertisers (laughs) and and you need to go pee and get a beverage because now I'm going to tell you exactly what actually fucking happened with the people who showed up. So needless to say, go ahead and pee, pause it. There you go. Now you're back. You did all your business and you got a beverage. I'm going to take a sip of my beverage too. Mm -mm Okay. Okay. So, mean. also, today I am recording again in my studio closet <laughs> up in the bedroom, but whatever. Um, I didn't feel like this was a story I could be totally honest with um, and still have people in the house hear me. Like, I can't even feel like oh talking openly in my own house. How does that fucking go, right? So, anyway, so now, basically, I told my sister, I'm not hosting him. He's staying home with you. Mom will come pick up the girls. So, grandma went to pick up the three girls. Okay? So, 1918 and 11 or 12. I don't know. So, needless to say, the 11 and 12 year old, she's like, you know, in full-fledged hormone. I'm an asshole stage. Kind of like Buster. (laughs) Who's also one, but in dog years is 11, 12. So, there's that. So, I'm getting like, wow, she's in total asshole stage. So... Pete's just excited to see people. So, now he went from... Now his babka's not coming. His Zia's not coming. Um, he does like Angelo. I'm going to be honest with you. The boyfriend. He does like him. Um, and, and, like, so now his cousins are coming at least. So, I'm like, okay, whatever. We got whoever here. So, now I'm thinking, well, wait. We went from 12 guests to three. What the fuck am I going to do with all this food? So... Uh, I put the ham away cause I'm like, no ham, we got to bake this manicotti cause that's got to go on the stove. It's got, you know, it's got to be baked. It's got eggs and cheese. You got to like bake that up. So I opted to make the manicotti and then we did all the vegetable sides that we had already planned. Okay. I made the charcuterie board. It was beautiful. I like outdid myself. Why? Cause it was my last Christmas. <laughs> Not going to lie. Um, so it was like beautiful. Okay. And we got in. We did charcuterie. We did a game of Monopoly. We wrapped up and did a cash out on the Monopoly to see who won. Turns out the fucking 12 year old won. So she was pretty happy about that and was not an asshole for like, you know, 30 minutes after that um, or eye rolling everybody. And then, oh, oh and speaking of my, the only person. So I asked her, she came in my house. She had a hoodie on. She came in from outside. i let it go. But like an hour... Excuse me. An hour later. Hiccup. An hour later... I hope I don't have the hiccups now. An hour later, she still has the hoodie on. And I'm like, can you take your hoodie off? Like, where the fuck are you? I mean, in my house, I'm still like that. Don't come in with your hat on, like, permanently. Take it the fuck off. I just don't do that. I don't know. I'm Apparently, I'm old school. I just think it's rude. And I'm not a fan of, like, them wearing hoodies. Like, they're, like, a Sith Lord. <clears throat> so... Um, they were really good. And in fact, I even mentioned at the table while we were playing Monopoly, you know what? This has turned out to be a really nice, quiet Christmas. We're all getting along. We're playing games, you know, grandpa's in a good mood. We're all doing like really good right now, right? So the manicotti sprung from the oven. And so we wrapped up our Monopoly game. We all sit down to eat. And, uh, that's when I realized that my sister's kids don't eat anything that I fucking made. So I'm thinking I'm making food that people are going to eat. I got a restaurant tray, not a regular pan, peeps. I have a restaurant pan tray of manicotti. And I'm like, I only gave everybody two to start. And then like, if you want more, go get it. Okay. Let me tell you, they all took two manicotti. While I serve from the main dishes? Because that was a whole, not- that's a whole nother lesson I learned a long time ago. Um, I finally got my family to stop eating before I fucking sit down at the table. Like, that was a whole podcast as well. Look up Thanksgiving and Christmas like two years ago. So, we are sitting down and all they have are two manicotties on their plate and charcuterie shit. Like, what's left? Nothing else. The whole table's filled with food. They have nothing else on their plates. Here's me. Well, we're going to be throwing out food. What a fucking waste. Because, you know, you can almost you can only eat so much before you just can't eat it anymore. You know what I mean? I can't refreeze certain stuff. So, you know, you got certain cheeses or the way you make stuff. It, it's not going to freeze right. So I'm like, wow. So I'm already seeing the amount of food that's going to go in the garbage in a couple days. And I'm like, well, this is shit. That's a little disappointing. But the theme of the, the day is last Christmas. <sighs> Let me take a breather because now the interesting shit begins. We start talking just about stuff. And my my one of my nieces brings up, you know what, Antonis? I'm not really a fan of spinach. And I could smell that it was in here. And I'm like, here we go. And we're off. And, um. She goes, but actually it tastes really nice. Like it tastes better than I thought. And she actually ate the most out of all of them. So I was like, that's cool. The other one, she just kind of, the the 12 year old, she just basically cut it all up and smeared it around her plate. Like you do when you're six. So you don't have to eat shit. Yeah. My son doesn't even do that now. Uh, and he's eight. And then the other one, (laughs) the other niece, right? Um, She starts going on this tirade about how she doesn't eat vegetables. She doesn't have to. And her doctor, who she specifically stated is also a dietitian nutritionist, told her she never needed to eat a vegetable as long as she eats the right proteins. And proteins only come from meat. And here I am looking at her like, you understand I'm a holistic nutritionist. And I spend most of my fucking life in the medical field. And I'm a cancer survivor. And I control my shit. Like, wait a minute. What? That doesn't make any sense. So like kids, they like to talk about shit that they know nothing about. And they just blow it out of their ass, right? So I'm, I'm talking to her. And I'm just having a conversation. I'm like, we could just have a conversation about this. So, you know, the other ones are adding in things about what they like and they don't like. And we're all having, like, a conversation. But now she's working herself up. And I'm noticing that her voice is elevating. Like, she is at almost a full-fledged scream. And I look over at Peter, and I see him. He's tensed up. And at that, that instant, I got my first trigger. And that trigger was a childhood trauma. Because every holiday, my dad usually got fucking loaded. And there, when that tone hit a certain tone... That meant the shit was going to hit the fan, and we didn't know what the fuck was going to happen, so you were just on fucking edge. And that's something that I promised myself I would never, ever put my fucking kid through. And here we are at a holiday dinner, and she's fucking putting my kid at non-ease, and I'm kind of pissed off about it. But I'm like, last Christmas, pull it together. Like, calm her down. You can do this. You trigger. You get it. You got this. So I said, hey, calm down. I'm not, this isn't about you. And I said, and I made a blanket statement to my table of my family because they're all, it's fucking not a lie. I said, here's a problem that we have in our family. And I used to be really bad at this and I have to catch myself when I do it now. Sometimes when we have conversations with people, we take everything fucking personally and then we lose our shit and yell at everybody when it was actually never about you to begin with. We started talking about how you have some doctor who's a dietitian and nutritionist, yet you're having a conversation with me who's actually a holistic nutritionist. And you're telling me that he's telling you that you can't get protein anywhere from meat. But science tells you otherwise, because there are plants and legumes and beans and, you know, stuff that provide protein to you that are not. This isn't about you. This isn't about you. And she is flipping the fuck out. Now I look over at Pete and he looks like he's going to cry. So I said, okay, we're just now her sister's telling her, you know, stop, just stop, just stop. And when I watched her, she's triggering herself and boy it took 30 years of therapy to recognize something like that but let me tell you this girl is not even 20 years old yet and she's fucking triggering herself that's fucking bad so I got up and I walked over and I said here this is what you need to do you need to take some breaths go outside get your little vapey thing whatever yeah they all vape and smoke whatever um Go outside and get some air. I'm trying to. I can't find everything. Don't fucking tell me where to go. I mean, like, I wish I was joking, but that's how it transpired. And I'm like, okay, you need to lower your voice and start talking normal in my house. Like, I, you are not at your house. We are, I am not doing this with you. I simply asked you to go outside and cool down and get some air. Obviously, the conversation was went a different way for you than it went for the rest of the table and that's okay but we're not going to do this in front of like Peter right so I thought you know what maybe she needs like a hug she needs something endearing so I went to loop my arm into her arm right and kind of walk out together like arm in arm right like you would do with someone that you care about I did that and she turned around and said don't fucking catch me Don't fucking touch me. Don't ever touch me. And let me tell you right now, because I can't really tell you what actually happened after that, because that was the flame that lit my trigger. Because as she said that, she pushed me away. She didn't do it like out of malice or I just simply feel she has some serious emotional issues and was taking this whole scenario in, in a different light in her mind than was actually, than what was actually transpiring in fucking reality. And so I said, um, I don't know what I said, but apparently <laughs> I don't mean to laugh about it, but this is what happens because what I did was is surprise the fuck out of everyone in my family. Because my family doesn't really know anything about my life from 28 when I had cancer and survived that to today. They don't know anything about me. They don't know what I like. They don't know what my hates are. They don't know what my struggles are. They don't know what my secrets are, what my loves are, what my desires are. They know nothing because basically they just cared about them fucking selves or they just wanted me to be what they wanted me to be. And that wasn't who I fucking was it is what it is. I don't hate them for it. Some people have the inability to see other people for what they really are. It's why I'm a good fucking gift giver because I really look at that shit when I see people. Okay. I know it. And that's why I rarely get any gifts that are like to the heart when I do get them, they're usually from Mr. Sith or Peter. Uh, My mom actually got me a gift this year that I truly, truly loved because it was something that was a hobby. They thought about me and that was, she got me a little crochet uh, like kit with all of the needles, but she got me the ones that are good for rheumatoid arthritis, right? And, autoimmune so they have all the spongy handles and stuff and I've wanted one for a while and I just haven't gotten around to getting one and I thought that is awesome I really 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 love this gift it almost is my favorite gift this year so I say almost because Mr. Sif uh you know he's he's a he's a kind of black or white (laughs) it's either a win or a loss with his Christmas presents um He's won by giving me the Peloton one year and a Fitbit. And it's everything that I've wanted and talked about and what all this stuff. will never get it. And he got it for me. And then he'll do stuff like get me appliances, which is what he did this year. And I'm not saying that I don't want the appliances because they're all appliances that I would have wanted for my kitchen. But um, do I want them for Christmas? Um, Well, I'm going to take what I can get at this point. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So... I'm going to immersion blender, everything I know. Um, Guys, last Christmas. So I completely go into a blackout. As what they have stated is apparently the push, her touching me, was a a trigger. And I had already been triggered, so I was kind of holding it in. Um, I've already talked to my therapist about this. And she confirmed that I did everything I was supposed to do and the steps that I've learned. And it was just, I was pushed to the max. And that's the part that makes her mad because I tried so hard over 30 years. I've worked so hard to control my triggers and understand them. And then it's shit like this and I beat myself up. (sighs) See, it's just so fucking emotional post- because I didn't get emotional when it happened, I just raged out. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna breathe it out. I'm gonna take another sip of water. Mm-mm. Okay. but i I had already been lit. Do you know what I mean? So it was basically her shoving my hand away and something that I was trying to do that was very endearing and loving just was basically just tossing a bunch of gasoline on me and I had zero control. I hate that I don't have zero control over it because I don't like being pushed to that limit. But like my therapist said, listen, you pushed aside two triggers you controlled. The fact that they threw a third one at you, they couldn't have expected anything less. Like you, you, you have to ease up on yourself. Like you are a work in progress and you always will be, you know, it's like being an alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic. I can't drink because I never know when that one drink that I want to taste is going to turn into a fucking bender. And then I'm like on the street somewhere beating the fuck out of somebody because I'm in a rage. It's, you just can't, you know, I don't know when it's going to happen. So the fact that it was, I had tried so hard to control it, and then it happened anyway. I was just super disappointed in myself. And she was very good in trying to explain to me that you, you can't be disappointed in yourself because you did everything that you, you've you been told over the years. You did all the things, but you were just pushed. And when people push to that capacity, you, you can't help that. You know, you have something as well. It's not all about them. And sometimes I do that. I get a lot of shit about It's not about me. Oh, it's always about you, Denise. You're always sick. You're always whatever. And I'm like, but I am. Like, what the fuck? It's, I'm always discounted because I'm vocal. See, if you're not vocal and you're just quiet and you're in pain, then it's okay when you say shit. But if you're a vocal person like me and you you say stuff, then you're an asshole and you're like, you know, all about you. And that's not the case. It's like a double standard. So apparently, I'm not proud of it, but like I said, I black out and I don't know until the rage is over. Apparently I grabbed her by her neck and her hair and like fucking pushed her down. Um Yeah, so there's that. Um she went out. Uh Peter went upstairs. Uh I I, I don't know where he was at this point. Um I've already had a talk with him, and then I had a talk with the other nieces, and um, in all honesty, we were just like Let's get her an Uber to go home and just get her the fuck out of here because she's just in the garage screaming at everyone. She's calling my mom, screaming at her. I know one of the sisters, uh, one of my nieces called my sister and was like, told her what happened because she's like, what the fuck happened? Like, you know, she's calling like flipping out saying that like, we don't know what's going on because you can't understand her because she's in such a like a, a manic situation. And they were like, oh, well, you know, she started going into one of her situations and Antonise told her to calm down and she wouldn't calm down. So Antonise told her to go outside and she kept talking louder and louder and talking over her like she won't even let you talk to her. It's just fucking screaming over you and in your face and her arms start going that kind of bullshit. And like in high school, like if you fucking even like if you were on the street and you're waving your arms in my face and you're like escalated like that there's a good chance I'm probably going to knock you out as well, just because it's just my space. You know what I'm saying? It's just I have this internal trigger from childhood traumas of getting my ass beat by an alcoholic father that you just don't get in that space. And, you know, I've worked on all the other triggers, okay? And I was managed to put them aside. But when you can't work on certain stuff, okay, nobody deserves to be in anybody's space like that violently. And it just triggered. You know, hey, subconscious trigger, just like she somehow had triggered herself about something, you know, she felt unheard, uh, you know, she's, I, I, from what she was screaming and stuff, I feel that she has a lack of self-esteem and she also feels super unheard and, you know, it's unfortunate because I'm the person that was trying to hear her, but when you're in that, that manic state and you're going off, it, there's no coming back from it until you're snapped out of it, unfortunately... Normally you snap out of it by going outside and getting some air and doing that kind of stuff and not, you know, the person you just pushed, like grabbing you by your hair and shoving you to the ground. So Pete was really great about it. I apologize to him for being triggered. He understands that I have rage diagnosis and stuff, but that it was all wrong and that it shouldn't have happened and that mommy's glad that it's just all done. And uh, she wound up going home. She didn't even wait for her presents for like whatever, bye. Um, I'm like, there you go just another reason last Christmas, like, like, wow. So now we got two kids left. Originally we're supposed to have a dozen or so, right? A dozen, possibly 13. And now we're down to two. And I had to uh, conversations with both of them. My sister has, has not called me at all because they all know she has these flip outs. She sent me emails that night after she got her presents I'm still recovering from the fact that I'm disappointed in myself because I hadn't talked to my therapist yet till today. Um, uh, uh, well, I'm recording this Tuesday night. So I talked to my therapist earlier tonight, uh, earlier today. But the fact that, like, she was completely over it just was another reason last Christmas because this poor girl has been groomed into this dysfunctional setting That you could flip the fuck out on people and then pretend like it didn't fucking happen and everything's all better, but not address the actual fucking problem. But I will tell you what I'm super proud of. And I, and I swear it's because I was reading the book of Luke in my devotionals. But that morning I read about just, you know, the the rising of Jesus, right? So last book of Luke, um, if you're not sure, pick it up and read it, peeps, you version, read it on the app. And there's something that stood out in that devotional to me that you know I need to end this for me I need to do I need to go out there and do something just for me for my soul and so I went outside and she was still fucking in a tizzy and I and she was actually talking over me and I said you need to just shut up for a minute I go, because I'm just going to talk and then I'm done. I said, but I just wanted to tell you that I'm sorry that I was unable to control my trigger. And I'm mad at myself for letting my trigger come to the surface and laying my hands on you. Um, I'm sorry for that. Uh, I'll talk to my therapist tomorrow about it. I wish you the best. I love you. But I hope that you also get some help. And I just walked away. And that kind of rested my heart. I felt like that was... Something that that I I should have done, that I needed to do, was to just say I was sorry. And I totally forgive her actions. She can't, you know, she didn't get raised in a very, you know, normal environment, which, I mean, it was very abnormal. And so there's nothing that transpires with any of them that I ever, with most people in my family that I'm ever surprised with. Because we weren't dealt like good cards, you know. It is what it is. But you have to make the most of it. You can't continue to use your behaviors to be an asshole or fucking have these outbreaks. That's why it was so important to me that I can't keep having rage episodes when I can't handle my stressors. I can't keep blaming everything on who was the person who was the brunt of my, you know, rage episodes. Mr. Sith. Why is he not it? He wasn't the cause of those triggers and all of those, you know, childhood traumas. So... There was a lot of work that I had to do in between all that and realize that these situations. But will I host a holiday ever again? Absolutely fucking not. I am done. It is truly my last Christmas hosting my family. And it's gonna be my last Thanksgiving hosting family. <laughs> this year was my last fucking year of being a doormat for people who don't appreciate the love that I want to give them, that they can accept it wholeheartedly, or even if they don't want to accept it, at least appreciate the work that I put into it to make the day special for me and my son and my husband. And if you can't go along with the making that you know, atmosphere and that, that beauty of that we're here celebrating the birth of Christ and all of these things, then I don't want you to be around me. That doesn't mean I don't love you, but we can't have holiday together anymore. And that is okay. And it has taken me 54 years, people, to admit that it is okay to not host your families for fucking holidays, to invite them over for birthdays, to do anything with your immediate family, okay? It is okay, even if it's your mom, your dad, your grandma, your sister, your nieces, it is okay to not do shit with them. Took me 54 years. Please, if you're younger than me, don't let it take that long for you, okay? Okay? I laugh because it's like a joyous laugh, that it's a freedom. It's a release. It's like a monkey. I didn't even have a monkey. I had like a fucking gorilla. Fuck a gorilla. I had like King Kong on my back, okay? Over-stressing about how it was my responsibility to make these people happy. They don't want to be happy. I'm expecting something from people that is physically impossible. It's mentally impossible. I can't make people feel happy. If they can't be happy to celebrate the holiday, I can't change that. They're not going to be. And I finally get that. So it is our last Christmas hosting people next year is going to be a lot easier we're going to go out in a bang we are trying our hardest Um, I'm trying you know to book things here and there room rates don't go on sale till June and stuff but next year Christmas our plan is that we are going to spend Christmas and New Year's in London and we are going to create memories and we're going to celebrate Boxing Day and New Year's Day and we are going to go to London so Next year, it's going to be a happy Christmas and an awesome Boxing Day. And um, I'm really going to enjoy it. I'm looking forward to it. And then after that, the following year, we're thinking of doing, like, friend misses and maybe, like, getting, you know, cabins in the mountains in Tennessee or uh, up, the, up in the, uh, what is it, what are they called? The, the, oh, God, the foothills, the box hills. Where's, like, up on the East Coast? <laughs> the Cat Hills, Caskills, Caskill. I don't even fucking know. God help me. Anyway, the Caskills, something like that, and or maybe like just go to like Vale and Breckenridge. Yep, yep. You heard me, all my Colorado peeps. You know who you are. How fun would that be to just like, you know, if you want to come, like you come, and you know, we all cook, and there's so many people I know from all over that are just so. We have such a close relationship and we live in other states and we've never met. And some over time I've started to meet and we've become even closer friends, family, you know, and I'd rather spend my time with that exchange of mutual feeling than to just have to have another Christmas trying to make everybody happy that doesn't want to be happy. There you go. New Year's is coming. This was an hour recording. I knew it would be. New Year's is coming. Don't make resolutions. They're fucking stupid. They suck. And literally 70% of resolutions are fucking tossed aside by February. What you need to do is make, pick a word. I like this word shit. Pick a word that you're going to focus on. And I'm going to tell you what mine's going to go on again. It's going to continue to be kindness. Kindness. I'm going to stick with Lead with Kindness because it has done me well for an entire year and a half. So I am going to stick with it in 2024. I can't fucking believe it's going to be 2024. And I'm going to lead with kindness. And I'm going to continue to work on myself and talk to you guys. I don't even know who listens anymore. I'm still getting downloads. So that's a good thing. We're almost over 7,000 on an episode. So that's like freaking awesome. But we are going to... Just continue to be a family in my house, me, Mr. Sith, and Peter, and just have experiences and create memories and just spend time with people who believe in Christ and his teachings and just kindness and and just wanting to celebrate life and being together. Life's too short to just be fucking miserable 24-7 and start a complete meltdown over vegetables and whether or not you eat them. That's all I got. All right, everyone. I hope you all had an amazing Christmas. Christ is born. We are all, all, all just basking in his his glory and all of his salvation and what he has done for us, sending his son to us. And so I'll stop preaching now, but because I don't even know I'm horrible at that, but it just felt right at the moment. I want you all to have an amazing new year. Remember, no resolutions. Make yourself a promise. Do something better for yourself in the world or for somebody else, and just stick with that every month. And if you don't stick with it one month, or you miss out on a day that it just didn't quite fit in, then you know what you can do? You can just sweep it under the rug and start again the next day and not have to worry about a resolution. See you next week. See you next bye bye